Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the one and only Fox and Burger podcast. I'm your co-host, Fox. And I am Burger. Today, we're very much happy to bring you Sherbert from Sherbert Shenanigans. Sherbert has been in the furry fandom since 2016. In 2019, he was the guest of honor for Alamo City Furry Invasion in San Antonio. In addition to running a furry YouTube channel, he is also in the process of getting his own anime. His work has brought him to Japan uh, more than 20 times in the last several years. He's actually our first Western guest, but due to his experience, we thought he would be a great guest to help us give us uh, a closer look at the Japanese furry fandom. We're very much excited to have him on the show, so let's give him a big round of applause. Hi, everyone. Sherbert. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, it's great to have you here on the podcast. Nice to hear from you again. Yeah, actually. Once again, for the first time. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So, just to introduce things, can you tell us a bit more about how you became a furry? So, originally, I was in the fandom way back in the 90s for a couple of years while I was in in college, and I left for about 20 years. Yeah, no. Um, I left for about 20 years uh, to focus on my career and in animation and all that. And in 2016, my family moved somewhere away, like um, the kind of the Seattle area, and we didn't know anybody. And I realized that the only people I had to rely on were some friends that I had from my fandom days back in the 90s who were still friends. And so I decided to reach out to, uh, you know, the fandom, the people in the fandom in the Seattle area. And so that sort of brought me back into the fandom. And it was kind of around that time that I started looking into getting a fursuit and wound up with Sherbert. And then, you know, the, the magic and all that. All right. And can you tell us more about Sherbert? Sherbert is an interesting character. Sherbert was created by K-Line. The design was created by K-Line uh, as part of their showcase series. And um, when I first got Sherbert, uh, when I first saw the design for Sherbert, uh, I had all these ideas running through my head because I have sort of a content creation and animation background. And so everything I see is through that lens, is through a lens of like, what would a show be like with this character? What would... Like, if he were animated, what would he do? What's his backstory? It's also an acting background. You know, you need to understand your character's personality. So when all these ideas for Sherbert were running through my head, I had this idea that he was basically from another version of Earth called Lilatia. On Lilatia, there's a race of creatures um, that are a mix of three animals. And Sherbert is a mix of rabbit, deer, and dragon. Interesting combination. Yeah, no, I realized, did, did I just, I, I almost hit all, uh, the Chinese Zodiac, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so that was, um, we'll just have to say ox, right? <laughs> Close enough. Um, for, for Sherbert, like, I had that idea that, that he came to uh, our world and was fascinated with people and, and all that, and so he was trying to learn the culture and the language and that's sort of how it started, and it it kind of snowballed from there. Where um, once I I got the the suit, Sherbert debuted at MFF 
2016. And then I started making videos, you know, and the, the whole idea was sort of, you know, Sherbert experiences different things <clears throat> in this world that he doesn't understand. So he's kind of overzealous, but a little, you know, fairly naive. Um, so just, but just ultimately clarify, innocent. So you got the suit in 2016, is that right? Yes. Mm. He's old. <laughs> I mean, he still the the suit still held up pretty well. I mean, we're, yeah. we're going on we're going on five years now, and he's doing like action stunts in Tokyo. So sorry to interject, but how many times has has he been like across the Pacific? Then, um, let's see, more times than you can count. Well, no. Well, I mean, the thing is, what was in what's interesting is I was supposed to be at JMOF in twenty eighteen. I missed the con by three days because of a technicality uh, on getting the 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 uh, the tickets. Oh, so that's why um, I didn't see you. I think you might have mentioned that. Yeah, no, I wasn't there, so I went to Chemoket instead. But mm. you know, there was really no opportunity to suit up as Sherbert there, so. I actually went to uh, K-Line arranged to have a uh, a photo shoot at one of these cosplay studios they have mm-hmm. in um, in Tokyo called Booty Studio. Booty. Very appropriately named for Sherbert, I guess. But um, so yeah, so we we filmed at Booty, and um, <laughs> they have all these different rooms that are themed. They have a sci-fi room. They have a, like a girl's bedroom. They have a dungeon. It's very varied. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, but it was really cool. Like we got a lot of great photos, and we spent like mm-hmm. you know a good couple of hours there, just running up and down the stairs trying to film. We filmed. Well, we didn't really film because they don't allow video except in this one room that's just all gray and has an electrical panel in it. So we filmed the we filmed part of the the music video for the YouTube channel in there, and then everything else is just sort of like a photo shoot, which I compiled into sort of a slideshow. And that was my 5K special. But um, in 2019, I was at JMOF. And then in October, I was at TIFFCOM for business. And I brought Sherbert with me because I was going to go to Infernity. So, yep. and uh, I just remember the storm. I don't remember if it was actually a typhoon or not. It was just really bad weather. And we were sitting in the plane for three hours on the tarmac. Right. And the wind, the rain was actually like hitting us sideways. That's how strong the wind was. Mm-hmm. So we actually had to sit there in the plane for three hours and wait for the, the rain to subside. God, that's like that meme. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to die. You Oh, you mean the, <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> and, I, and I remember like you were texting me during that time, I think, um, saying, hey, room ground or whatever, because I'm already at the hotel, right, uh, for Infernity. Mm-hmm. And um, I know Garnet Wolf um, asked me to help take care of you. So then I'm worried as well because I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm reading these Telegram messages from you because, like, like I, I know where all my other friends are. Like, obviously, I want to enjoy the con, but obviously, I, I need to make sure I take care of our, our foreign guests. So... I'm like, oh, man, I hope this guy will be okay. I, I actually do want to save the con discussions for a little bit later. I actually kind of want to mm-hmm. go back to the Sherbert anime, though, because I really have not met anyone who has turned, like, their, you know, their furry character, their persona into an anime. So, like, what is the Sherbert anime and, like, how did it start? The Sherbert anime is a multiverse magical girl series. Wow. Since Sherbert has the ability to jump 
between parallel dimensions, and that's how he came to our our world. He basically we we turned it. So or, originally the anime was a lot darker. We were pitching the Netflix originally, and it was basically oh, wow. Digimon with murder. <laughs> and I don't mean dead bodies. Mm. I mean dismembered bodies. I mean guts everywhere, half-eaten bodies, that sort of thing. <laughs> Whose idea um, was that? Was that your idea? <laughs> yeah, no. Originally it was supposed to be a kid's show gone horribly wrong. I mean, that was the oh, original wow. idea. It oh, was sort of a, a de- it was sort of a detective horror kind of uh, show where Sherbert was fighting the the villains, which were still in the new version of the series. Uh, they're called the Kuga, mm-hmm. which is sort of a pun. It's they're they're foodies. They they would in the original version they were eating all the the little creatures and that's why they're named after desserts. You got Sherbert and his old, and his older brother Gelato and we had all these all these different dessert themed characters and these guys were eating them and then they they accidentally came with Sherbert to to Tokyo and discovered it's basically they discovered how delicious humans were. So you know the the idea was sort of. The, the foreigner comes to Japan and tries sushi for the first time and wants to bring it to all his friends. Oh. That's what they were going to do, but with the entire human population. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, so... That's a very big turn. Right. Well, the thing is that they had... Originally, they had the ability to basically take the form of the last living thing they ate. Oh, so it's like bug so, snacks. N- n- well, more like... Not where you eat... You eat a strawberry and your hand becomes a strawberry. Like, you eat someone and then you take their form for a, a period of time oh you, know, you can't tell who's who's evil and who's normal and so it was a it, it's like a, just like a huge cat and mouse game in the original version and there's just some crazy things i was gonna make the whole nina and alexander thing like a walk in the park like the, the whole nina and Ex- alexander chimera thing from uh full metal alchemist was gonna be like oh. a seinfeld episode compared to what i was doing oh uh, wow yeah, no, right I, I, I wanted to I wanted to be like because you you want those moments you want those moments that people be talking about on the internet for like 12, 15 years. Yep. I mean, we're still seeing memes connect to you know all that. <laughs> Every time you show a picture of, of Nina and Alexander, people are all crying in the on all over Twitter, going my feels. I honestly think it's just evidence that Full Metal Alchemist fans only have one joke, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> well. Literally, I don't remember anything about Full Metal Alchemist apart from that, so I guess that's true. But I mean, we we started uh, pitching it outside of of um, you know Netflix, all uh, right. Which okay. I guess it wasn't adult enough for them. What? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, they don't really give you their, you know, their their necessarily their their hard um, like guidelines. Guidelines, not guidelines, but. If they pass on something, they don't necessarily tell you what exactly is wrong huh, or why okay. it didn't. So we we started finding uh you know Japanese partners and yep. they were like, well, we think this would work for a younger audience because the character's cute, you know, and they have a point. You think about it, if the character is cute, adults won't watch it because they think it's for kids. Kids will watch it and be traumatized for life and have to go to expensive therapy and, you know, so <laughs> that we, we made it mm-hmm. that doesn't we explain some, anime like Made in Abyss or like Madoka. But that's not for kids. Uh hmm. I mean Made in Abyss was I mean, you know, it was never it never built itself as being for kids that I know. 
I've never watched it. I've never read the manga, but, you know, everyone talks about it all the time. I mean, you, you just can't escape all the Nanachi avatars. Madoka was sort of the inspiration for the original version of Sherbert. I was going to say, I saw that anime. I haven't seen, like, the movies, but that that's a pretty good one. Short and, short and sweet. Yeah, but when you're doing uh, anime for kids, you have to, in order to get, like, toy companies and other, you know, kids to really get hooked on it, you need, like, 52 episodes. Mm-mm. Yeah, so we can't we we originally were going to be short and sweet and then hopefully get a pickup for a season two. But now it's just like, you know, kind of like you open your coat at the meeting like, hey, psst, hey buddy, you want to buy 52 episodes? <laughs> so you mentioned um, the backstory and what Sherbert originally was. So what, what, like what is the anime now? Like what's 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 like what's your guys you know story? So it, it's a magical girl show. Um, so it's like Sailor Moon or Pretty Cure, one of those shows kind of takes place over multiple versions of Tokyo. So there's all these different variants of Tokyo that, that come into play. The original story was expanded and there's like multiple versions of the magical girl, Erica, and multiple versions of Sherbert. And so there's a lot of crazy it's it's a lot of comedy, a lot of action. There's some seriousness, but you know, I don't know how much we get away with now because it's for kids. But Japanese kids get to see some serious seriously messed up stuff i mean does uh does tokyo get destroyed and rebuild just like in the, the that one city in neon genesis <laughs> probably not but there are different variants of tokyo so there could be one gotcha. where tokyo is like blown up i don't know i might not get away with that one either but i mean think about it you know the kids in japan i mean do you remember in pokemon the, the pokemon movie where ash got turned to stone mm. right right and then like everyone was all crying and stuff yeah or in digimon like the digimon movie the second one, technically, where mm. they literally were launching a nuclear missile at the kids. Right. And they were freaking out. And like like that sort of tension, that sort of like, how much can we really get away with? And that, that's sort of what mm. I'm, you know, how I'm looking at it. But at the same time, we could do a lot more because we could be more fun. And Sherbert sort of, you know, the YouTube channel is, is family friendly and, and Sherbert lends himself to. A, a lot of like fun comedy and i think that that it it works uh, as a kid show and certainly there's been you yeah. know there's there's strong interest for it as a kid show versus uh, a more mature program i mean when you really look at sherbert though he he really at least to at least to the way i'm 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 understanding him he's like this cutesy character so it seems very you know suitable to have him in some kind of like kid show. Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, the the anime footage that we made uh, was designed by Zex, which is the studio that did. Uh, they worked on uh, some of the Jewel Pet series. Mm, haven't seen that yet. Jewel Pet is like an ultra cute like preschool show with like magical animals and stuff. It's definitely cute. It's definitely mm -hmm. in that pocket. Sure. So going back to the anime though, like where where is the um, the progress of the anime now though? Well, I mean, we're still we're still hammering out the details, trying to get uh, get it done for a 2023 release. We have some deals in place, but not all of them. And so, with COVID, it's it's difficult because, you know, the 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 management team and myself are not based in Japan, but the studio, the writers, every the broadcasters, everybody else is is in Japan. So. Face-to-face, -face, you know, once we can resume face-to-face, -face, we can get back out there and work. Yeah, and that's really been your goal, right, to, 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 to go back to Japan to really, like, be based there and work there, right? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, that's 
yeah, we've, I've been trying to to make that move. You heard it uh, first here, folks. Uh, hashtag twenty twenty three Sherbert anime. Grand Let's premiere. go. Yes, that's right. Right after it'll it'll premiere right after B Stars season twenty seven. <laughs> hey, I'm watching season two right now. <laughs> I have yet to I've watch been, season two. I, yeah, I, I saw season one and that was it. But I mean, I've been. Uh, you know, I enjoyed BNA. I don't know if you've seen BNA. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. They they stole my persona design. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Look at look at look at my fucking avatar. <laughs> look at my avatar uh, like a Shiro. <laughs> they stole my yeah, persona. <laughs> no, it's a joke. I but... could change your mind. I could show you some uh, some bootleg poster art I found on Amazon for BNA. It was just god awful. Oh really? It was. Huh. So oh yeah, send it to me later. It was so off model. It was a horrifying thing. I don't know. Sorry. I'm mad that they didn't get me to voice Shiro because one again that's my fucking What persona. the hell? <laughs> Look at what is Shiro. <laughs> oh wow, um, Meitian, Meitian, so a Chinese company most likely. Yeah. <laughs> Though of course, like, is there anything else you wanted to wrap up on the uh, the anime Sherbert before moving to um, Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's going to be amazing and magical. Absolutely. Because I, I always see the, the you know, like the intro for your videos, like that anime, that anime intro and like Sherbert's got the hammer and he's whacking something and it's got like the yep. cool like rocks uh, soundtrack to it. So I'm like, man, dude, this this actually looks good. Yeah, it, it's interesting. That's how it actually started. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, you know, I work in, in animation and I have experience with Japanese studios. I wanted to do some, I had an opportunity to, to do something unique with my channel um, and pair the two for YouTube and then um, anime. Uh, I teamed up with Zex and they originally did five, well, actually it was going to be five, but it's it's four intros and then a 20 second outro with a little like chibi sherbert. When we were working on that, I was like, God, how am I going to recoup this? Like, I'm not going to recoup my investment by making $15 a month on, on YouTube yep. in ad revenue, if that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm like, I should maybe I can make this an anime series. And so I started working on some things, and I asked the studio to try putting together a 24 sec, like putting all the footage together and making it into sort of a PV, which is, um, you know, Japanese lingo for promotional movie. Or promotional video, sorry. And they put it together uh, in animatic form, which is, uh, you know, timing the storyboards and video to the music. And it looked really good. And we we're like, yeah, we could we could probably pitch this as a series. And that's kind of how that got started. So kind of got two, like a dual use out of the anime footage. It's on my YouTube channel. You know, it sandwiches all the content and helps brand the channel. And yep, right also is the centerpiece of the the anime pitch that we were making Mm -hmm. well i'll I'll say good luck to uh, to all of that man um as as sherber said stay tuned and then we'll see how it turns out thank you so let's move on to something a little bit different how about uh jmoff the japanese meeting of furries i hope i got that acronym right yeah you did okay tell us about the experience of going to a Japanese furry convention. It's it's definitely smaller. Um, I mean, JMOF is the largest furry convention in Japan, but um, it's about 
last time I went to it, I think it was about 1300 Hold on a second. Yeah, I kind of want to look up the numbers for JMOF because uh, they, they're, they're relatively big for Asian cons. Well, I remember, I remember their their um, um, their numbers in. I think it was either twenty nine. I think it was twenty twenty's numbers uh, were exactly thirteen thirty seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I remember the the number. But about half of them were international. That's a lot. I mean, it is true. It does attract a lot of international numbers. Uh, it does. People, I should um, say. Uh, we, Wiki first says twenty twenty is. 1,372, but I take your word for it. They reported 1,337. There Maybe there were some extras that they didn't count on. True, true. Um, I just want to note that um, Sherbert also knows Japanese, by the way, guys. So he's not one of these, like, I guess, what, what, what do you guys say, gaijin. He's not one of these gaijins walking to a con. I mean, he actually knows Japanese. <laughs> Somewhat. I mean, you know. I, I Better than mine. <laughs> well, I mean. I can't use it. You know, I try. Um, I mean, I do most of my content in Japanese, but I also mm-hmm. script it. Written Japanese is much easier for me, especially on the colloquial level. Sure. Um, like it just like it's easier to flow a um a thought onto onto paper or computer uh, in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I like about Sherbert is um I can use colloquial Japanese, and it's much more loose. You know, you get away with a lot more than if you're speaking business because there's a whole other level of Japanese for, for business relationships and depending, you know, if you're talking to a boss or a coworker or a friend. Right. Um, and it's super complicated. Even the Japanese, like, are like, ugh. But that's what kind of makes it easier and, and more mm-hmm. accessible. So back to I know I know some like, of that. But, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask. Um, yeah, so so how was your experience like? I love JMOF. JMOF is, like, my, my favorite um, one of my favorite conventions. It, it's smaller, of course, but it feels like it's very vibrant. It's mm-hmm. it's got. A, I like the hotel, um, and there's a uh, Don Quixote next door. Right, uh, they do Don the Quixote. There, right. Yeah, they do the parade through the Don Quixote, which is kind mm-hmm. of like interesting. But the Don Quixote is sort of like a Walmart in a sense, but it's all you know Japanese snacks, medicines, right. drinks. Toys, video games, yeah, it's great, and they they always have stuff that's always on sale. And I mean, when you when you've got a kid like I do, you're gonna spend a ton of money. Uh, <laughs> you might as well spend it somewhere that that's discounted. I'm glad that you I guys like, have like the, uh, good experiences there. The only thing I've heard is that Michael waited four hours for the one that oh, was yeah. here in Taipei. Shout out to Xiao Di and everyone else when we went there. Um, yeah, we went there back in like. Crap, I forgot when January. Um, it was technically Don Don Donkey, but it's like the same brand anyway. But um, I wanted to say for JMoff though, um, that location is really interesting. Like you mentioned, uh, the ho- you like the hotel because um, the Don Quixote in that location, like near the hotel, is just like within walking distance, right? So it's like you don't yeah, it's need literally a car. next door. Um, if you want drinks, you grab those drinks, or you want food, you you bring them back to the hotel. Yeah, um, and it's open till two in the morning. It, yeah, yeah. Now, it is a little bit difficult to get to the hotel itself in the sense that, like, you can't just, like, take a train directly. Once you get off that train station, uh, was it Toyohashi, I think? Then you have to yeah. take, like, a cab or someone picks you up. But even then, that's not too difficult to do. No, I mean, but, you know, one of the big issues is that hotel, you know, only has so much room. 
Right. That's and there yeah, no absolutely. there are no other hotels anywhere near it. So if you wind up Precisely. in an overflow hotel, you're all the way by the station. Exactly. That's one of and the things that like that's one of my biggest like sort of like uh, complaints, I guess. But about the about the convention. But then again, that's not really the convention's fault. It's just running out of hotel space. Yeah. There's always like I. This is the one issue really is is and it's it's the hotels mm-hmm. issue, not JMOFs. Is that um, yeah. You you wind up with the uh, y- you know the reservation system uh, when room mm-hmm. reservations open up and it just gets it's a nightmare and it's sold out in three minutes and I, yeah exactly well not even three minutes like two seconds well no the for- worst part is the hotel lets you reserve up to nine rooms what oh damn man you can select how many rooms Someone's you want to reserve and you can you can select up to nine. So naturally they're gone like so fast and then you have to get a scalp room for, you know, God knows how much. I was fortunate I think both times I was in the 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 hotel. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's no uh, way in yeah. heck that Sherbert's thighs are going to make it across town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was lucky too. Um when I went in 2018, the year, the year that you didn't go, um, I've only been to JMOF once. That that's my only time where I did. I was able to room with the Thai furry, and so um, I was lucky then. I don't know if I'll be so lucky later, but I do agree that like if you don't get that hotel room, you know, the con hotel room, it's quite a bit of a distance, um, you know, for, uh, by walk. Plus, it's in it's in January, yeah. man. This is Japan in January. This is like like. In Celsius, like isn't it like four or five Celsius? I'm, I'm not, I can't remember. If that, yeah, Celsius. yeah, no, it's like it's not. It's pretty cold, but you know that's yeah. what fursuits are for, right? Yeah, I was <laughs> just gonna say, perfect fursuiting weather. I don't yeah, have one yet. <laughs> Had another question for you about JMOF then. Sure. Um, what, what, what did you like the most though? Like, 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 what's something? Yeah. Well, what did you like the most? Well, I mean, this may tie into another question, but. Okay. Um, I really like the way they they have the scheduling set up. Okay. How so? Um, I love so what I what I love the most is that they're really smart about the keep, keeping the dealers den to one day. Hmm. The dealers den is only open on Sunday, and what's really great about that is you know the people who run the dealers den uh, and the vendors they don't have to spend the entire con in the dealers den. They get to you know enjoy the convention. And on that Sunday, everyone's saved up their money. Everyone's hungering to go in there. A lot of them sell out of stuff. It's just super busy and all a buzz on on one day, and that's really all you need. So mm-hmm. I, because I, I always feel bad, like Western cons, you know, that people are sitting at their tables, you know, literally from opening to to close. They're probably pretty exhausted when it's done. They miss most of the con. So in this case, they get to they get to enjoy the con, and then of course there's the uh, the dead dog dinner, which is a lot of fun. The dead um, dog dinner plus the dead dog party, right? Yeah, exactly. Like the unli- well, like they're the, they're like one the of the same. Unlimited drinks and sh- yeah, the buffet. Oh, uh, yeah. But just like, just celebrating the closing of the con and celebrating everyone getting together. Yeah. At the end, really, you know, mm-hmm. you, people are all like, "Oh, I have PCD," you know, and I'm so sad. You don't feel sad after the dead dog party. Like you're singing and, you know, drinking and having a good time. And they're just like, you know, everyone's thanking everyone. You're socializing. And it, it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to end a con. It's not like not like the dead dog dances where 
uh, it's Monday morning, 2 a.m., and, like, everyone's just zombied. But that's what I, what I really enjoy about it is it's just the, the, the way they set it up and the atmosphere of it um, that you just don't you don't feel down about the con being over. You're like you're excited about it. You're excited for the con to end so you can go party with everybody. When I went to TFF, that's actually the only Western con I've been to, um, surprisingly enough. I don't know, and, and maybe you guys can correct me on this. I don't know if they had that equivalent of a dead dog party. Like I think that's something that like I see you need to, ju- to, 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 to jame off, but then also I think, I know Ty Tales has their own version, but that dead dog party, like, man, um, those Japanese furs go hard. Like, uh, <laughs> there's Asian blush, uh, Asian flush everywhere, man, everywhere. Yeah, the, um, it's just funny because, I mean, as far as Western cons go, I mean, closing ceremonies is kind of, because a dead dog party is essentially closing ceremonies. Mm, yeah. But with a party. Mm-hmm. You know, closing ceremonies at, at Western cons are pretty ceremonial. There's some shenanigans that go on. But just like getting, you know, 300, 400 people together in a big banquet hall and yeah. feeding them and, and giving them, you know, unlimited drinks and just cheering. And I, I it's funny, like, I remember I remember in 2019, they the theme was the dog father and someone had... Right. Um, Someone had basically created a uh, a backpack car horn, you know. It like it was a series of of really loud horns. <laughs> um, that they pressed the button, and it would go dee 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 dee. So and they were just running around the party, just blowing that thing, and it was just it was really hilarious. Like they went all out, but that kind of you know that kind of like community, kind of gets you excited it, it makes you happy about being there yeah. at the end and they feed uh, you i mean they, they you pay for it but they feed you so i think i think you touched upon something uh, that sense of community you touched upon something that um i think would be a good segue um into a question i'm about to ask but i remember again for 2018 that's that's my experience like you always get you always have like a lot of for we, we mentioned that you always have like a lot of foreigners going to jmoff and what i like about the deck dog party is that like despite the language barrier because not everyone's going to be able to speak Japanese or English. It's like that sense of coming together and we are, we're bonding over food, we're bonding over alcohol, things that we're all humans and we all enjoy. And so you don't really feel, at least the way I felt back in 2018, you don't really feel alienated. And that's something I want to kind of segue into um, into my question. And, the, and as for you, like, you know, as a foreigner, as, as, as a white person going to JMOF, how did you feel about that? Like, you know, you weren't the majority anymore. You're going to a foreign country. Like, how did the Japanese first treat you and, and things like that? I, I never felt like alienated by it at all. Mm-hmm. I, I may, maybe it's a rare case. I don't know. But like, I'm the, I'm the one guy that gets on the train and the people don't avoid sitting next to for some reason. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm always like seated next to people, even though I would rather have an open spot. Uh, <laughs> it's so it's it's interesting for me. Um, and Sherbert is pretty. I want to say Sherbert is is well known in in Japan, so I got a lot of like people were excited to see Sherbert, mm-hmm. which really makes me feel welcome there. I mean, I just, I didn't have like much of like I was sort of straddling the two sides you know you kind of have the foreigners are all hanging out together and then the Japanese are hanging out together but I was being invited to like the Japanese photo shoots and everything and then like we 
then, then like dinner, and then there would be a, a you know, there'd be a, a party, a room party with you know uh, Westerners, and I'd go to that. It, it was really crazy. Like it was just like it was all over the map. Like it was sort of, kind of like the, almost like torn between two worlds. And I felt I I felt bad because you know a lot of the Westerners, unless they know someone on the uh, who is a you know a Japanese fur, they they don't really intermingle a whole lot. And I think a lot of that has to do with the right. language barrier. I think so too. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I think same with, um, with infernity, um, but a lot more people speak English there. Hmm. Uh, from what I noticed. I'd agree. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd say so. So, I mean, if for me, it is kind of, it, it was kind of interesting because of the, you know, just the language barrier is not as bad for me. I think, uh, uh if I could interject that feeling of like, being a foreigner but not feeling excluded is kind of how I felt when I went to Fermit or Furpoint. Mostly because there were more English speakers there, but it's like people were not like too shy to talk to me despite maybe having a language barrier. And that's at both conventions. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like going to a regular Western convention, just you were the only person with your own skin color. That's what fursuits are for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, True, true. Um, I mean, I just remember there was a moment like um, we were invited to a sushi restaurant and we were, um, I got into a car. Uh, they were driving us there and uh, one of the Japanese furs who was driving asked us to introduce ourselves. And I gave my introduction and he almost like crashed the car. He's like, oh my God, it's Sherbert. I'm like, dude, drive. <laughs> <laughs> Light post. Uh, so it was, this was crazy because I was not expecting a, like such a reaction. I'm not out for you know any sort of like popularity polls or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just trying to, just trying to you know, be myself and and you know, make people happy. So for me, it's it was a little bit of a shock that to like almost have a car crash just because I'm I'm Sherbert. But the sushi was good, and everyone lived, so I guess that's win-win. <laughs> uh, since I mentioned Fermit and Furpoint, we could start talking about your time at Infernity. So, how did you like going to Infernity? Getting there was hard. Yeah, getting getting there was hard. Um, I arrived how many hours late? I remember I was supposed to I join the dinner. Late, right? Yeah, because I was supposed to go to the dinner with Garnet Wolf, remember? Yeah, you yeah. Guys, we, were, you were having like a, a party dinner or something, and I completely mm-hmm. missed it. And I was really, I was really bummed about that, you know. But I'm also a terrible flyer, so I'm like, I would not have braved that kind of weather just to get there an hour earlier mm-hmm. or two hours earlier. Really, I have to say that that it, my time there was too short. You know, it was the tail end of working in Tokyo all week, and I was just like, I'm just gonna go and and enjoy it. Um, and I'd never been to Taiwan. I'd never been to Taipei. Um, so that was kind of exciting cause it's the first time I'd been, no, I take that back. It's the second, cause I, in 2002, I, I went to Seoul for, oh. uh, a couple of days. I was doing some work over there. Cool. Um, looking at some animation studios that we were working with, but we won't get into that cause that's a story, uh, that, that I wish to not repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm just excited for like all the all the different cons, you know, like uh, furry uh, Joa and you know, oh yeah, we'd love to um, go there. Forum and Tie Tales and all those. But it was really it was really cool. 
I, I wound up spending money at the airport on my way out because I'm like, I didn't get to see anything. I didn't. The, the most I got to see was the subway over on uh, the Lover's Bridge or whatever it is. Oh, I got to see the, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to see the subway. That was like literally the most, the farthest I traveled. I mean, dude, if you want anything, if you want instant noodles, uh, pineapple cake, me and a uh, burger, and I guess other furs can send you a care package, man. We can, we can work something out. Definitely. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. If you want to, you can rip my diet in pieces, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I suppose I'm not going to complain. I do have some, uh, Pokemon cards with your name on it in, in Chinese from Taiwan. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. That is, yeah, I appreciate it. I remember. I always, um, oh, go ahead. No, I'm like I'm always like interested to find out like what there is out there that that I might be addicted to in the future in my future <laughs> travels. Because there's definitely stuff in Japan that I'm like, I have to have it, like coup. But you guys have coup, don't you? I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, it's a fruit drink. They have like apple and, and orange and Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was pronounced chew. No, it's coo. Okay, okay. There is there is one thing I I'm curious about your your opinion on and something more Japanese. Uh there is apparently a donut like like a donut or <laughs> similar treats kind of a company called Mr. Donut. Yeah, Mr. Donut. I don't like it. It tastes like candy. It doesn't taste like donuts. I haven't actually. Okay, so like the one thing that I, I love, like the food and uh, the food collabs. Um, Mr. Donut did like a Pokemon donut once, like a Pikachu donut. I, I wasn't around for it, but I really wanted it so bad. Like I was willing. But they also make hot dog and hamburger donuts. So, you know, <laughs> where they fill the hole in the center with like hot dog and hamburger meat. Because that, that's a, that's a thing. Okay. Uh, Japanese don't just make sweet donuts, just like crepes. You know, crepes don't just have; they're not just sweet crepes. Though in sure, Japan, sure. you'd be hard. I think you're much harder pressed to find a non-dessert crepe, because crepes are huge over there. But it's always like, uh, you know, whipped cream and chocolate ice cream, and then bananas. And mm. Mm, damn it, damn it. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go right now. Use. I will mail. I will get around the travel restrictions. I will turn myself into a suit and mail myself. <laughs> and as long as there's someone on the other side with the air pump, I think I'll be all right. Well, well, I remember um, one thing that you did for Infernity was the Infernity skit kind of video that um, that you and I were uh, co-hosting, and so uh, or co-organizing, co I, I should say. You get you got like uh, I guess I should say we 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 got Zilvin. We got um, who else from the oh Garnet Wolf? Uh, the Clover. We got the, we got Dumbo. Dumbo. Oh yeah, you got Dumbo. Um, we got Dumbo. We guy. got a lot of the Typhers. Alder Kiyoshi, uh, which we Alder, just interviewed like a yeah. couple weeks. Uh, yeah, Kiyoshi. Blaze from America. Uh, uh, Riza. Uh, Riza. Riza. Macom uh, and Tail. Bluebird thing. Macom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Those are all people who I, I love to have on the show. So, um, well, I mean, shout out to Alden Kiyochi because we just literally interviewed them a couple of weeks ago, but, <laughs> um, no, I mean like that was very interesting because like, I've never been part of a, uh, collaboration like that where to be honest with you though, I actually didn't go out to, um, I actually did not have enough time to help you with the, with the filming, but like, I never was able to assemble that kind of like 
production, I guess. Um, and so I do want to apologize again for that. Like, I'll make the formal it's apology. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's just like, God, it was just so. I had one of those bad moments. Like, I brought Sherbert with me. I brought right. Sherbert and Razu with me, and mm-hmm. then discovered I left Sherbert's paws at home. But I didn't realize that until after I was at Infernity and unpacking. And I'm like, where mm-hmm. are the paws? So Sherbert didn't really get to make much of an appearance. But we did. We, I was planning to film the video as Razu, so that worked out. I, I, owe, you, I owe you like Din Tai Fung because um, one of the, I, I, I was trying to say this, but I didn't. I remember when you first came, uh, when I first saw you at the hotel because you came late, right? I was like, man, dude, this... Man, I feel so bad for Sherbert because he didn't. He 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 missed the the he missed the dinner on Friday, and you didn't eat anything. And there and the the hotel um like nearby the hotel there isn't even um there are convenience stores. I think there's like a high life, but it was closed at that time. It wasn't 24 hours. So you came in, and I'm like, man, I helped you with your stuff. And then like you still went on a photo shoot that day, um that Friday yeah. night. Yeah, with with the Korean furs, right? Yeah, Chivilt. Yeah, um, but I, I, you saw the photos, right? Did you see the? Photos I didn't get from that? to see the. Fi- I didn't get to see the finished product. Gotta, Can you send me okay. that later? <laughs> I just wanted your reaction though, because like, I'll show you right now. I can send. Oh, it okay, to you sure, sure. Real quick. He's a good photographer, Chivilt. Shout out He's to that amazing. guy. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I love this this photo. He's my favorite. But then Should've again, brought- you know, there. Oh yeah, this is good. Like, it was just like it was it was worth it it was definitely worth it mm-hmm. um i did not I mean, know a that lot of my favorite energy, photographers like, are, everything oh, i'm sorry I, go ahead well i had one shot because natsu was there right i was right. filming with natsu uh and i wanted to do the photo shoot that was what i was rushing there for and that's where i was like um i i missed the dinner and then I was almost going to miss this, too, because, you know, this was the day that we had to do it and everything was scheduled because how tight mm-hmm. the con was only two days. And, like, I had the filming set up for the, the two days. I mean, literally, I got on the con floor maybe 45 minutes in suit. Mm-hmm. Like, I just barely had any time. This this guy comes from this guy comes from like a business meeting from Japan. He flies. to So he, I don't know if he's still suffering from. I don't know if you were still suffering from uh, uh, jet lag at that time, but then you come to Taiwan, you haven't eaten anything basically. You come, you come late on Friday, and you still fur suit, man, and you still do the voice. I was like, I, I'm, yeah, well, I'm impressed. Well, you know, you've got, I mean, sometimes you don't get the break. You know, you you don't get <laughs> to like change your schedule, especially. I mean, Inferno is now what three days, but mm-hmm. you know, when I was there, it was still two days. And that, like, compressing everything that I wanted to do into two days, it was almost like I didn't get to do everything. And I felt really bad. Like, I watched the parade, and then everybody outside palling around in suit, taking photos and stuff. And I felt horrible. Like, it was a low point for me because I felt like, you know, the Little Mermaid, you know, I want to be where the people are. (laughs) But I was standing right there, but I felt I felt out of place because I, I didn't I wasn't out there in suit because of the pause thing. Right. Well, not even. Well, I mean, if I had Sherbert's pause, you know, and but I was I was tired from like I, I it's just the schedule, the way the schedule was. I was saving my energy for something. I think we were filming after that. Oh, right, right, right. The filming. And I, I just I went out there and I watched the parade because I also went to get some food and mm-hmm. um, I went to 
I got back and the parade was done and then everyone was out there and I just felt really bad. Like I'm like, you know, out of suit, it's, it's great. You can kind of not be noticed, but at the same time, you're not, nobody realizes you're there because you're not in suit. And most people don't know what you look like out of suit. If I had gone out there in Razu or Sherbert, you know, it would have been different. People would have noticed and I would have gotten a lot of photos of people and because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of K-Line suitors were there. You know, Chaba was That's there right. and um, I don't know. Was Yumikui there? Possibly. Um, it, it was the con was a lot of fun, but I also I felt like I picked and choose. You know, I was picking and choosing my battles. Right. Right. Um, As we all do. And, it's like when you have a layover at, at you know, when you're in some place, uh, you're on a business trip and you have a layover somewhere you really want to go to and visit, but you just don't have enough time to do it. And so you're sitting in the airport or you're sitting in the hotel and you can't really go out there and explore and do all the fun stuff. That's That was kind of what it felt like. And that was sort of the downer for me was, you know, getting there late and then having so much on my plate and I just didn't have enough time or, or, you know, energy to spend. Because remember, right before I got there, I was at a trade show for like a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I was right. running around, uh, running around taking business meetings and running across town and going to see like ad agencies and all that. Um, meanwhile, Sherbert was sitting in the hotel room, you know, waiting to be to, to come out and play, so to speak. It, w- it was an exhausting trip. It was a rewarding trip. But it's the one thing I regret is that I didn't have more energy to just do all that. It really sucks that, that um, it had to just happen on the tail end of your trip. And there were a lot of things that weren't going your way. I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. So if it's any consolation, as you know, Inferno is going on this year, if we don't see you this year, cause I, we just don't know how this, this, uh, this year is going to be um, in October, but um, if we don't see you this year, I mean, I really hope to see you next year or even the year after that. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to, to love to come back. I mean, I do want to say that one of the one of my prized items I picked up when I was uh, departing because I didn't get to go to any stores really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the airport, I got a uh, Thunderbolt Fantasy figure, a Peely. Ooh, you know, I thought it was really cool watching you know the the Japanese because on, on Crunchyroll in the states you can watch Thunderbolt Fantasy. Which is really cool because it's just a blend of like anime music and you know uh, Taiwanese like puppet uh, puppet work. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I was excited when I saw that. There's a big statue in the in the airport uh, of one of the characters because I didn't know I didn't know like what I was gonna see on my way out because I didn't get to see enough on my way in. But you know I got to the airport plenty early and mm-hmm. there was a lot of a lot of cool things in the various shops and I bought stuff from the Taiwan museum and um, thank God they let me take the bag on the plane. Cause when I was going, when I was going there, they charged me something like $220 for my bag because the flights weren't connected. So they treated it as a, like, um, I don't want to say like almost like a domestic flight where there's, you're only allowed to carry so much mm. and they made me move stuff. They even, they, they weighed the carry on. And they made me move stuff out of my carry-on into the suitcase, like electronics and camera equipment and stuff. And then the suitcase was too heavy, and they were just not lenient at all about it. Like, they 
they reamed me. They're like, oh, look, your bag is this heavy. Like, it took us an hour. They took me off to the side. They wouldn't check me in. But going back, I, I basically, going back, the flights were connected because I was not going back to stay in Tokyo. I was going to Tokyo on my way back. Right, and right. so they connected my, yeah. my short flight and my long flight. And the long flight um, took priority in terms of uh, baggage rules. So I didn't have to pay coming back at least. Mm-hmm. But I almost hear, didn't man. make it. Yeah, I almost oh. didn't make it cause, just because of that. And then the flight delay and then, yeah, so things worked out ultimately. So as a, I guess, a parting question, a final parting question, what is your general opinion of the Taiwanese furry community? Well, I've had kind of really limited exposure to it, but everyone seems really colorful and vibrant, and I love the energy that the Taiwanese furry community has. Just like it's exciting, like because I'm, I'm in the Infinity Chat, and so I'm always seeing all you guys mm-hmm. just like, you know, uh, talking about various things, and and I just this is a nice positive energy, especially with like Garnet Wolf and. Sylvan and everybody, JC and you. I think Garnet Wolf is your number one fan. Oh, is Garnet Wolf my number one fan? I, I, I think I think well, he came to me personally and said like like is it okay you help us out and and host sure? I was like yeah sure why not? And then to be honest with you, this is very embarrassing to say. I, I didn't know who you were until then. <laughs> Don't slap me. Don't. <laughs> no, but it was very much. It was awesome to meet you, man. It was it was awesome to help you out with to. Uh, recording sessions well well as much as I could um I, I wasn't there on those particular days but then I like I said already you know would love to see you again in Taiwan yeah I mean you made that happen so I really appreciate it thank you yeah um I just want to say the next time you're here you gotta see uh Jofen oh yeah Jofen the 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 was it the inspiration for spirited away yeah so so it's been told right I believe it in, apparently that's debunked apparently it's just I, I think it's like apparently that's like one of the inspirations but it's not the inspiration yeah from but like heading up the the little stairs alleyways and the ame tea house like i went ame, there personally oh, yeah. with uh, some co-workers while we were mm-hmm. still doing job training in taipei and like it was fantastic our, our feet were beat the hell up from walking everywhere, especially with those stairs going up and down everywhere. But, like, it was still a blast to go there. Sounds like fun. Next time I'll have more time, you know. Going to learn from uh, learn from the error of last time. But it depends, like, what I'm doing in, in, in Japan. Because usually, usually Japan is my, my launching point for anything going on in the rest of Asia. Mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, um, if I can square away some extra time, I would definitely do that. Well, that's about it for this podcast. Before we wrap things up completely, do you want to plug anything like your social media, anything that you want to tell the audience? Sure. Uh, If you want to see anime content, fursuit content, uh, all the craziness, go to Sherbert Shenanigans on YouTube or Twitch. Or both. Um, there's an Etsy store that I have. It's also Sherbert Shenanigans. I think it's Sherbert Shenanigans. Dang, you're on Etsy. Much. What did that? Happen? Yeah. No, Oops. I've got. I've got. Yeah. No, I've got. I've got a store. Uh, <laughs> not everything I have is on Etsy. There's. There's a quite a, a, a colorful display 
of of merchandise on Etsy. Razu has a line of bunderware. <laughs> um, that was designed by uh, Razi, the uh, uh, Japanese artist. But yeah, I mean, um, go check it out. We got a new series on YouTube called "What Are You Doing, Sherbert?" where Sherbert tries out different uh, jobs that he saw on Japanese TV. Uh, in our first two episodes, we tackled um, uh, Toksatsu training, uh, how to be like a Power Ranger, and mm-hmm. uh, we even put Sherbert in a wire harness. And then he had a big fight at the end with these two villains, and it was pretty wild. Um, and in the second episode, he takes on a sumo wrestler and learns all about sumo wrestling. Um, the episodes are narrated by Kape Yamaguchi. Uh, if you don't know who Kape Yamaguchi is, you're not watching anime. He is the voice of Inuyasha, L from Death Note, Usopp in One Piece, oh, wow. uh, Red 13 in the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, he was Tombo in Kiki's Delivery Service. That was his debut. And also Yataro, uh, who was also um, Speedy in Samurai Pizza Cats. And he's been around. He's super famous. Uh, he's also the anime voice of Sherbert. So if you watch that, uh, that video... Um, you'll see him face off against villains who are voiced by uh, Takaguchi Kosuke. He is the voice of Wolf um, in uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Star Fox Zero, oh. as well as mus- Muscular in My Hero Academia. So it's an epic battle, uh, and all the videos are narrated by Kapi Maguchi. So it's just it's it's a wild ride. That you sounds. Go check it out. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Uh, just once again, thank you for taking some time out of your day and uh, joining us for this podcast. This has been the Fox and Burger podcast with uh, your co-host Burger. And I'm Fox. And thank you again for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>